Welcome to the Restore Ministries Australia podcast, where we desire to connect you with people, teaching, encouragement and resources that will see you and those around you restored to true humanity. Join us as we seek to help you apply the grace of God onto the details of your life. Welcome to Episode 2 of the Restore Ministries Australia podcast. I'm Jess Finance, and before we begin today, we would just like to acknowledge that at the time of recording this episode, we are in the midst of the worldwide COVID-19 pandemic. This is a challenging time for many of us, and we recognise that for you, this may feel like a time of pain, struggle or trouble. We hope today's discussion will bring you hope, truth and encouragement, particularly about who our God is, and we would like to encourage you. If you are struggling right now, reach out in prayer and look for someone in your community to speak with. Our discussion today centres around how God meets us in times of trouble and how do we walk with him in those times of hardship and struggle. I'm joined today by Peter Sondergeld, founder of Restore Ministries and lead pastor of the Project Church, Sue Patterson, Restore Ministries director, group leader and supervisor, and Cole Patterson, Restore Ministries group leader and elder of the Project Church. Peter, I'd love for you to start us off on this one and have you share your thoughts on the topic. Sure, yeah. Look, the, uh, the question uh, about um, God's presence and his, um, his activity in the midst of trouble, uh, I, th- I think it's a, it's a good one. Um, one of our kind of instinctive responses sometimes, I think, is, is we, uh, we kind of think, uh, maybe this is going to stretch God a bit too much or maybe he's uh, surprised by it and uh, he's been caught off guard. But uh, when we read scripture, that's, those things couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, he's well aware of what's going on. He was well aware of it in advance. Uh, and he has a plan and a purpose through it. Um, the other thing that I think is worth kind of mentioning also is uh, that God and trouble seem to go together really well. Not in that God brings trouble about per se, but he gets amongst it. Uh, we go right back to uh, Genesis 3 to the fall of humanity and there's, um, th- there's that prophecy there that one day someone's going to come and crush the head of the serpent. And, um, and, and that just flags straight up that God is not a God who separates from evil and has nothing to do with that, but he's a God that actually uh, gets his hands dirty, uh, gets down in the, in the midst of it and, um, and turns it back to... Uh, to being good again, he uh, he restores and redeems it, and uh, so in a lot of ways, I guess what I'm saying is that um, uh, who God is, uh, who Jesus is, what He did on the cross, the truth of the gospel, rather than being outclassed by some intense evil, it actually comes into its own and uh, finds its stride. I think even more fully in the midst of trouble. And that's evidenced, I think, by the fact that most of Scripture, um, there's lots of trouble going on. I mean, you, you look in Scripture and you just go, when, when are there times where there's just complete and total peace and prosperity? Now, there are times like that, but they're not actually that common <laughs> uh, in the Scripture. And, and so... Even at that level, we look at Scripture and we go, oh, this stuff is actually designed to land in the midst of significant trouble, not designed to land in peacetime, and then we get into trouble and we don't know what to do with it. Yeah, yeah I think um, there's a really good point in that, Pete, that often we imagine that um, 
if if we're connecting with God really well and we're living in a way that um, we imagine he wants us to live, that trouble won't come into the equation. And so we often find ourselves thinking um, when trouble does come, what is this? How come this is happening? And instead of um, being able to trust God for resolution in the trouble that he's there, I don't know about you guys, but I often look for relief. I'm quickly scrambling to try to find relief rather than going, God's well acquainted. The scripture talks a lot about trouble and I can rest in this moment with him knowing that he understands the mystery that I don't understand. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think um, the, the thing that I liked about what you were saying, the thing that stuck in my head, Pete, was um, that God loves to get amongst trouble. Sometimes I think yeah. we, as a Christian, we think that um, life should just be peaceful, but as we were reminded just then that the scripture is full of lots, lots and lots of trouble. But God loves to get amongst trouble. So I think when we get into trouble, we often think, Where's God's not here? Where is He? But but He actually He He loves to get amongst trouble, and so in a troubled life, I think God is the most active. Mm. Um, we're always searching for a peaceful life, but in a world that's full of sin, I don't think we're going to get that. But we must understand that when there's trouble, God God is just in amongst it. He, he loves to be in amongst our trouble with us, and um. It just is, and I think that's a concept that we, I don't know, somewhere inside of us we, we tend not to be used to or we tend not to be able to accept. But but it is it is true that he is just, he loves being in that, in the mix with us. Yeah. yeah the, uh, the metaphor that comes to mind for me when you talk about that is um, no one goes and gets their bed lamp and an extension lead and go out the front of their house on a crisp, bright shiny sunny day like you don't you don't get a light going on on a day like that because it's like well it's, it's not needed it's not necessary i mean the light that we're going to get from the sun is far um brighter and more intense than anything we can kind of add to that well, well what do you do with a light well you you always take a light to where there's a dark place and you turn it on and it makes that place yeah, a light it, it brings um illumination to the to the situation you know and i I think about that with with uh, Jesus. I was just saying, well, what what does he do? And I think, well, he always tends to drift toward the areas, and probably drift is not even strong enough. He he moves toward the areas that are darker to to bring illumination and bring light there. You think about um, maybe think about the uh, the Gospels, you know, where it, where it talks about uh, Jesus getting a bad reputation because he's hanging out with the sinners. Yeah. Uh, what's he doing? He's he's moving toward the darker, troubled places and bringing illumina illumination and, and light to them. Mm. So if we're seeing God in the midst of trouble, how is it that we find him? How do we meet him to walk with him when we're in those places of, of trouble and, and struggle and, and hardship? Mm. Well, I guess... Um, if you really think that God is your refuge, when, when trouble comes to me, that's the first thing that 
I kind of feel like I, when I begin to feel myself scrambling, that's the thing that comes back to me the most is I know that that is true even if I don't experience that in every moment. I've learnt that that is truth, that he is my refuge. So that pushes me towards looking for him and I often have this <laughs> strange visual, I guess, of um, wanting to be somewhere that's um, safe. So I look towards that and think about um, being encapsulated by him. And that's when I can start to unload about my trouble. Once I feel safe enough, so when I think of God being my refuge, then I start to push towards being able to go, okay, in while I feel safe, then I can, I can talk to him about my trouble. And he's there. He, he has never not been there because it clearly states that he, he goes before me and he never leaves me nor forsakes me. So he's already there. I just need to move toward the place where I know he is. I am. Um, yeah, it's really good. I often think about um, when, when I'm in trouble, where, where do I look to, to find God? Because um, I just think, he, I, personally, I think I get, I get stuck in, in when there's trouble, but I probably over the last couple of years, um, I, I've, I think I've thought of a way that reminds me to go that Jesus is in in my trouble with me, and um, I, I looked up. Um, I was reading Psalm 121 once, and it said, um, it says in the first couple of verses, I lift my eyes to the hills, from where does my help come from? And a lot of times you think, oh, I've just got to look up toward Jesus. Well, no. I go, we, we look toward the hills. Why do we do that? Is because we look at his creation. So anything that Jesus made is majestic, is amazing. So if I look outside and I look toward the, the hills, it reminds me, ah, oh, Jesus is great. Jesus is amazing. Jesus did all this. And it reminds me that um, in a way that he's, he's not affected by what's, by what's going on in my life, but he's with me. Because I look up and reminds me and go, oh, God, you're great. So, and your greatness is really personal. So you would come to me um, and you would be with me. So it reminds me of who he is. And so if he's great, then he's going to be greatly with me in, in my trouble, in, in times of trouble. So I'm reminded of him. So I think how we find Jesus is we do something that reminds us of him. So we could look to scripture, but sometimes we're not. If I'm driving around in my car, I don't have a Bible right there, but I can look out the window and go, oh, Jesus, right now I need you to be with me. And I know, I know that you're great because I'm looking at your, your amazing creation. So I know that you're great so I can talk to him mm. about my trouble and um, I can bring my trouble to him. I think for me one of the things that can be really tricky is um, when you think that you're looking for him but you're actually not. Uh, and one of, 
one of the ways I think that can express itself is you can you can be saying that you're really looking for Jesus in the midst of your trouble and actually be looking for relief yeah. or comfort yeah. or just wanting to escape or get out of the pain. I mean, um, just even the way the trouble works, like I just find for me that trouble reveals for me the things in which I'm trusting that aren't Jesus. Yeah. And I, I can kind of be self-deceived into thinking that I'm trusting Jesus and I don't actually find out that I'm not trusting him until I get some of those things knocked away. It's kind of like I'm I'm running on crutches and I don't realise I've got crutches under my armpits and then trouble comes along and knocks those crutches out and um, I kind of finally see that I was trusting and leaning and depending upon something mm. that wasn't God himself. And my instinctive reaction when those crutches get knocked out is I just go, I need to get them back. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jesus helped me to get them back. And so at that point, Jesus becomes my servant to get the thing that I really want, which is the security that I used to yeah. have when I had those crutches underneath my armpits holding me up. And um, he doesn't tend to like to play that game with us. He doesn't like to be a servant to give you something that's not him. He, he wants you to engage directly with him. So uh, a huge part of it for me is just... Um, and fasting kind of does this a little bit too. It can be this self-imposed suffering that kind of um, crashes through some of the um, saviors, the false saviors that I rely upon. It's, it's almost like I need to get through that period of um, my false saviors getting smashed yeah. before I have a clearer view to be able to, to see God and to, and to draw near to him. Mm. And I'd love that to be shorter <laughs> than it seems to take. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd be really good if I could get that down to five seconds or ten seconds. But um, that can be a, a few a few hours and a few days and even a few weeks sometimes. Um, and uh, I, I think that when, when my heart, when our hearts are... Uh, the, the clearer and the freer they are from those false saviors, yeah. the clearer our view of where God is in the mix, uh, the clearer that gets. Um, and I, I think, you know, I've been a been a Christian for thirty years now, and uh, I have seen that many, many, many times in the last three decades. Um, idols get smashed, saviors get smashed. Uh, all of a sudden. Jesus gets really clear. <laughs> yeah, what he is, who he is, what he's doing. Um, it's it's beautiful. I think he would he would want us to find him in the in the midst of trouble. But I think you're right. And a lot of times we are looking for resolution. We just want not resolution. We just want relief. We want him to to take our trouble away. So what if he took our trouble away? Does that does that actually bring us any closer to him? Sometimes I don't I don't think it does because then we go, oh, great. I can just get on with what I'm doing now. But what he wants and what is best for me is that I would find him in the midst of my trouble. So when trouble comes, instead of rifling around to find relief or those things, as Pete was saying, that would help me, um, what he would want is for me to find him. Mm. 
and turn my face toward him. And um, a lot of times that would be the fifth, sixth, tenth, twentieth thing that I would do after I've gone around finding all this, these other things that might help me. But but when I do stop and I turn my face toward him, then he he's clearly seen. Mm. And that's that's the thing that would bring peace into my world. My trouble might still be happening, but if I can see him, then 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 my perception of who he is to me and in my trouble changes. Mm. Yeah, that's that's really good. Uh, one of the things that I've really realised in the last in the last little bit for me has been um, I like the analogy of the the crutches because I think often in the midst of um, of trouble I um, I feel myself scrambling and my scrambling usually leads to me thinking about how I am going to manage the situation that I find myself in mm. and in the last uh, little while there's been situations that are just totally unpredictable and and there is actually nothing I can do to manage it and the thing that I've that has become more familiar to me not that I'm totally okay with but it's become more familiar is that it's actually not up to me to manage it I don't have to be able to cope with it because what I need to be able to do is just surrender and allow God to cope with it. And that has been a real learning curve and being able to recognise the scrambling and being able to move and be honest with God and just say, I feel so out of control and I don't know what to do. And I feel like even sometimes being Christ-like would tell me what to do. But realising, no, that's not necessarily right. And I think that's kind of what you were saying a little bit, Pete. We can even think that that being Christ-like or connecting with Jesus is going to lead us to this. But it's actually, I've realised it's being able to go, there is nothing. I actually can do nothing. But I don't need to fear because you are going to catch me. And you actually know about this situation way better than I do. And it's in that moment when suddenly that that peace that in your head you you don't understand how it can be there, but suddenly that peace floods in and you realise, mm. oh, yeah. yeah, this is actually being still in his presence and allowing him to do do what he comes to do, mm. be the saviour. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. Just piggybacking on that is um, it's fascinating. I think how we uh, grab these kind of um, saviors to, to kind of put some ballast in our souls um, and to make our life kind of work, um, and then we f- tend to forget about the presence of those, and we think that we've got everything under control. <laughs> you know, we're pulling all the strings, and everything's all sweet, and and uh, it's not. Uh, long after that, um, maybe even just in that moment where you start to think you're pulling all the strings, where you're just going, you know what, I can do a few things and and I'm, I'm self-sufficient and I can pull some things together. And and um, that is just a false reality. Mm. 
Mm. And uh, I think uh, trouble comes in and just kind of breaks that false reality and helps you to see your dependence and your finiteness. And um, we're talking in a staff meeting this morning about um, the fact that people are fragile. Yeah. Uh, we, we are... We are fragile people. We are dependent people who are fragile. And, um, you know, to, to settle into our finiteness, to settle into our dependence upon God, I think there may not be anything more powerful to someone who's living in a false reality than a whole bunch of trouble. Yeah. Uh, much as we don't like it, uh, I think that's a really powerful um, reality. That, that kind of takes place when um, when trouble comes in and, and just kind of smashes that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's like we're just, we're, we're really messy, um, but we're not comfortable. We're not comfortable with, with being messy and that's why I think when you alluded to, we want to make sure that we're in some sort of control because if we're in control, I think we just look, we think that we look better. We think that we've, <laughs> yeah. you know, we portray an image so that makes us look better. And when we're, when we're messy, we we're just we just don't look as good. Um, and I, I don't I don't think that we're that comfortable with that. But but if we if we could get to a place where we were okay with being messy, but in our messiness we were totally dependent upon God. Then I heard a, a guy make a statement that says, um, I'm not okay, but that's okay. And I think that's that's a statement that we could make in truth, saying that when we're messy, we're not okay, but because we're with Jesus, that actually makes us okay. It's a, it's a weird it's a weird thing, but that's I think that's true. Mm. I think to uh, to chip in there um, on that one is, you know, let's let's talk to Jesus about not being okay. Mm. Let's yeah. talk to Jesus about our trouble. Yep. I mean, you you look uh, through the Psalms and you just see it over and over again. In fact, the whole way through Scripture, um, people talk to God in the middle of their trouble. Yep. Um, and uh, I think when trouble hits and we don't know what to do. And we're feeling the pain. Um, the last thing we want to do is just feel like we're going to have a stiff upper lip or suck it up and, uh, and not feel it. Uh, I think what we want to do is we want to go and tell God about our troubles. Yeah. And tell totally. him everything that's on your hearts. Totally. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's really important in that moment to be able to be just radically honest with yourself and with God. I, th I think we really wrestle with that. It's like we have to clarify um, how we actually feel rather than just spitting it out there. We have this preconceived idea that, that if I actually say what's really going on inside of me to God, it won't be okay. But in the rawness of it, I don't know, I find first of all I'm surprised sometimes about what's actually really going on and just how okay God's, God is with that. There's a... It's like a break, breaking down of barrier and suddenly there's a there's a really intimate connection where I feel safe to be who I am in the fragile mess that I am. Mm. And 
that that's sweet. That's really sweet. And that's uh, that's good to do ongoingly, even if it needs to be done over a long period of time. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Mm. There's you know the scriptures about. I think it's Psalm 62 talks about pour out your heart before the Lord. Well, that's just a good thing to do, whether you're feeling it or not. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. If, uh, if you're in the middle of trouble, pour your heart out to him. If, if it felt like he didn't listen, he did. Yeah. And just keep doing it. Yeah. Um, and keep pouring your heart out to him um, and, and crying out to him for help you know, yeah. and for him to come close. Mm. Mm. It's rich. Yeah, and that way, like a scripture like that is useful every day. Like we don't get to a place, well, I've done that um, because scripture is relevant every day. So if God says something like that, pour your heart out to me, then that's what we do. We keep doing that um, and we keep being open and honest, um, you know, in our times of trouble because we don't, we never have, we have... <laughs> We might have this trouble under control, but tomorrow there'll be a new one. So we just yeah. need to keep be able to keep doing that. That reminds me of the Sermon on the Mount, you know, where Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow because it's got enough trouble of its own. That's right. yeah. There will be trouble tomorrow, and the key to stability there is not having your trouble under control, but trusting in, yeah. trusting in the Lord. Yeah. We love to end each podcast with some truth from Scripture. And today we want to leave you with Psalm 46, verses 1 to 3, an encouragement of who our God is in times of trouble. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains treble at its swelling. Thank you for listening to the Restore Ministries Australia podcast. If today's episode was a blessing to you and you would like to support our ministry, please visit www.restoreministries.com.au forward slash donate. Every generous donation is used to further equip and serve the broader church and see people restored to true humanity. Or if you would like to access further articles, videos and resources, please visit our website, restoreministries.com.au and head to our resources page. Restore Ministries Australia, a catalyst for Christ-centred change.